We got hit with so many typicallys and uniques. Well, that's unique. We don't really see that very much. Yeah, typical or unique. Aiden was unique today, or there was right. something typical today. Oh, yes, that is very typical. We see it all the time. Oh, don't worry about it. That's typical. Oh, every child is unique, so we can't say what is typical. You know, that's typical. See you later. You know. We call it the typical unique conversation. Welcome back to Typically Unique. I'm Kim Aponte, and I'm here with my husband, Carlos. Hello. And on our last episode, we told our story of how we used the mental health care system when we were going through things with our marriage. And so we had had some marriage counseling and just how that had worked. So that was like our introduction, right? Counseling, um, having some of those discussions. Yeah, we're starting our mental health episodes. Right. So that's our focus now. Right. So, you know, I think we tiptoed into this a little bit um, by talking about how we went into marriage counseling. And we also mentioned in some of the um, previous episodes about how we saw a few things with Aiden during his AML treatment, and we thought that there were some behaviors that were just a little off, nothing major, but, um, you know, so we sought out some help while we we're at Rainbow Babies and Children's, and that just never seemed to really take off and 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 go anywhere, and plus, we had decided that, look, you know, the, the, the you know, the big issue here is make sure our son's okay and alive, so we focused on that, and didn't so much focus on, you know, continuing with some, you know, mental health care while he was at Rainbow Babies and Children. So mm-hmm. we're we're trying to, I guess, ease our way into having some of these discussions because it's a little difficult, right? Right, because most of what we dealt with with that system was trying to get help with Aiden. So. That's, that's what you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we had to kind of dip our toe in the water and either we do it here on this podcast, but we had a bit of a serendipitous moment. Yeah. So fun fact about me, <laughs> um, I'm a true crime buff, so I listen to tons of podcasts about it and um, got into following some people on YouTube that are following some of the current cases. And I have been infatuated with the Idaho 4 case. And um, there is a show called The Evil CJ Show. So I'm going to give him a shout out here because he's fabulous and the opposite of evil. <laughs> His show is very positive, um, <clears throat> very positive atmosphere. And I would just watch his videos and started joining some lives. And when you're in a live on YouTube, you can chat with people. And uh, the community there is just so welcoming and so nice. And so is CJ. And uh, through commenting um, and chatting back and forth there, um, he actually, um, well, he found out that we were doing our own show. So he's been very supportive of us through that. And then found out we were going to talk about mental health, and um, he's talked about that on his show as well. And he offered, he asked us to come on. He does a special segment called Interviews with CJ, and we went on there for about an hour on a live. 
So that was very fun to do. And we got to kind of test out and tell some of our experiences that we had. And we really got the, um, re- the uh, feedback. Yeah, the feedback we yeah. were looking for. You know, other people there had the same either the same experiences or we're just completely shocked at the experiences and the reality of what you have to deal with there. So, yeah, uh, you know, shout out to CJ, like you said, and kudos to him for allowing us the platform to kind of yeah. test case this, you know, we have mentioned numerous times that we weren't sure how this would look. Um, this has happened over, you know, this, our, introduction into the mental health care system and some surrounding agencies um you know that that deal with that system happened over many years Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of lows and a couple highs but a lot of lows um in that and you know we're deciding to go ahead and do this um Kind of like we did with Aiden's, Bruton's, or X-linked A-gamma globinemia and um, AML, mm-hmm. we're going to do it chronologically. Um, so I think today we're just going to kind of highlight some of the areas that we want to talk about, and um, but we're going to kind of go back to a little bit of the beginning and just run through... Um, how we had to deal with the, you know, these systems. What happened, when it happened, how (laughs) it happened, what it led to. Yep. And our journals of that are a little less prolific (laughs) than they were with the, uh, um, you know, the, uh, we don't have a lot of documentation. Yeah. The AML and Bruton's, but, um, you know, we do have some documentation and our own memory. And as a reminder, this is our memoir. So it's how we remember it. Maybe all the facts aren't completely, you know, aligned perfectly, but this is how we remember these things. And we just want to document this, mm-hmm. um, hopefully for one day, you know, our children and our children's children to say. Well, and with this topic, we want to shed light and just share the experiences because something needs changed. That's the whole point. Right. Right. And you two points. <laughs> One point is this is our memoir, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. We want to document, you know, everything that has kind of happened, how we see it through our eyes. We have other folks in our family who is on the outside and looking in. Mm-hmm. But along with that, we think there is an opportunity for us to hopefully make some significant change. Yeah, twofold. Twofold. So what are these broken systems, you ask? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, the first one is the mental health care system, I I think, as a whole, is one. Um, And and we'll talk maybe one specific and some things that were broken in that, but it'll be part of this whole journey. The other one is children's services. Um, We struggled with children's services here. Um, Don't Mm -hmm. know if this is, you know... (laughs) You're probably wondering why. Why why are they mentioning that system? We're going to explain. We'll explain how and why. And um, not sure if this is something that's systemic across the United States, but it it happened here. And um, also insurance. We really had a tough time uh, getting our insurance to help us Mm 
in this journey. And this wasn't a, you know, yeah, well, you know, we need some talk therapy. I mean, we needed some serious intervention and we needed some serious help and we just could not get it. So starting with the mental health care system, one story within that, um, and, and we'll go through all the details, but one part that was really broken as an outlier that I think we need fixed immediately for our son to get long term mental health care. We pretty much had to disown our child to the point where he was put in a short term facility where they just kind of treat the symptom you you called it one time i think um they're just trying to stabilize you yeah right you know so if you go in there because maybe you want to unalive yourself right Mm -hmm. um they just want to treat that and not get to the root (laughs) you know and and try to do things beyond that yep they're just there to alleviate the immediate crisis alleviate perfect do it within five to seven days and that is every time for everybody typically the timeline and maybe that has something to do with insurance we'll talk a little bit later but mm-hmm. um so what we found out um kind of in a roundabout way we actually we were in dire straits um uh, we were in the emergency room and we were both very upset a a major incident had happened we're in the emergency room we're both just frustrated crying speaking loudly not knowing what to do not knowing what to do and knowing that in this moment you know our child needed long-term care you know and we just couldn't go to this for the third time another short-term facility we needed to fix this, you know, what was going on. And um, luckily for us, someone came in the room and, you know, because we get these little heroes slash angels that come into our lives sometimes and really help change the course of things, came into the room and said, and they were a social worker at the hospital and actually closed the door and looked at us and saw that we were just distraught and had heard the stories that were going on, understood the circumstances that we were in there, which was crazy, Mm -hmm. Um, closed the door and said, you know, to get the long-term care that you're looking for, don't pick up your child. So when they go to a short-term facility, just don't pick them up. Yeah. If they're ready to release them and you're not, you don't feel like it's time to bring them home safely like they've gotten the care that they need then say no no and we we knew there would be some consequences to that we didn't know to the depths of what those consequences to would be but we knew in that moment we needed this for our child and we were willing to do anything to get them the help yeah. That and they need it. I know it sounds harsh it right is, now because yeah. we're jumping out the gate with that. But understand this this event came after many, 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 many tries at 
traditional? Just, just traditional counseling sessions at different agencies. We've already tried different agencies. We've tried leveling up in level of expertise with the experts who are treating and, you know, with the hospitalization, you know, going through it a few times and realizing, okay, they're just, you know, it's temporary. It was temporary. <laughs> and then having experts say what's needed is long term. And, yep. and we had that. We had someone saying, this is what's needed. This is what's needed. And not being able to get it. And so getting to that point where you're like, you have to play the system is what it kind of ended in in many of these different uh, areas of the system we had to do that we tried to work within the system and realized the system wasn't working for us you know and at the end of the day not even for us but for our child you know and that was the most important thing you know nothing was getting better mm -hmm. you know things were just amping up and getting worse and actually that's a really good segue because we actually, you know, I, I joke sometimes that we were on like some telemarketing kick or, you know, some telethon thing where we were just calling everybody for help. I mean, we were completely engaged in this process looking for answers and help somewhere along the line. Right. And, you know, we were not quite sure, but somewhere along the line, children's services got involved. And, you know, many things happen and we'll go through this a little bit more. This is an overview for this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So. so, but somewhere along the line, children's services got involved because we were calling long-term care facilities and they were telling us that they can't accept us because of our insurance, which we'll get into in a little bit. This all ties together. Um, or, you know, we weren't independently wealthy and we couldn't go to these, you know, country club type of facilities, you know. Um, so we were stuck in the middle and we were looking for help. We were calling, you know, hotlines. We were calling. Oh, and we're not exaggerating. <laughs> I think I called every facility that offered any type of long term care um, in three states. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. I called all of those places. And, and another issue too, besides insurance was his age, because if you're getting close to 18 years old, you know, then you're caught between what they provide for children and what they provide for adults or places right. that only take adults or places that only take children. And sometimes neither of them <laughs> would. Right. So children's services, kind of got involved in this a little bit and you know we can't remember exactly did we reach out to them did they kind of reach out to us because you know there were some legal things that were going on there was you know a, a lot of things that were happening simultaneously and by this time it was all thrown in a pot and all mixed up and you know so we're kind of digging through that yeah, now. and it was a traumatic experience so our memories of it are not great <laughs> Yeah. But again, this is our memoir. So we're going to remember it how we remember it to the best of our ability and, mm -hmm. and try to, you know, maybe shed some light on some things. So at one point we kind of had children's services come to our house. And, um, this was before we got the, you know, don't pick up your child, you know, at a short term care facility, they will ultimately be put into some type of long term 
facility if you don't pick them up. So we were having conversations with children's services over coffee at our dinner table, right? (laughs) Trying to get help. Yeah, trying to get help. Like, you know, hey, we keep hearing from all these places that my wife's calling that, you know, we don't have the right insurance for this and maybe you guys do. Is there anything you can help us with? Or, um, you know, can you recommend somebody, someplace we haven't called? Um, Can you help us get him admitted? Um, What can children's services provide our child child, what service who needed services can you help us with right so we're having this very nice conversation over coffee with a very nice person you know sitting at our table and we were trying to come up with ideas all those ideas were from us what what could we do not what they could do They were like, I suggest, Mr. and Mrs. Aponte, you do this. Or I suggest you call this person. Or I suggest you do that. But nothing was, we will do this, or we will do that, or we will help you with this. None of that came out of their mouths. But still, very nice, some good suggestions. You know, we exhausted all those opportunities. Nothing happened. So we were put in a place where we were back in that emergency room. Social worker closes the door, says, understand your frustration. If you want long-term care for your child, don't pick them up from the short-term facility. The minute we did that, the minute that happened, Uh the next day, Children's Services was back in our kitchen with a whole different demeanor. Oh, yeah. The first time they were over our house, you're such involved parents. And I, I don't see people call these many locations. And I don't see people putting in the effort for this. You know, and I don't oh, see. you're doing so much. You're doing so much, you know. And I can tell how much you love your child, too. How can you abandon your children? Huh? What kind of parents? I mean, it was a 180. Yep, 180. We became the enemy. We were the true enemy. And you will hear story after story about their involvement, even to the point they took us to court, mm-hmm. you know, and we had <laughs> many court dates <laughs> with children's services and their lawyer talking about how horrible of parents we are, yep. you know, uh, to the point where, I mean, Kim had a mental breakdown <laughs> literally in the middle of the court and the judge is like, pounding the gavel like mom's done we're done for the day i mean it was snot coming out foaming at the mouth it was it was bad and and (laughs) i was even braced for it Mm -hmm. like i knew that because we knew what we were doing we knew that this was the only way to get services at a facility that's only going to uh take payment or help from children's services that's what you have to do they don't want anybody to know that they knew what we were doing and that's why they were mad they knew we knew how to do it yeah and it's horrible horrible that you have to do that like it was heartbreaking to first of all say you know oh we're not taking him home and then 
you know, having children's services involved and it was embarrassing. They were saying horrible things about us and it, it was awful. So, you know, what's funny to us in retrospect, right? Children's services were mandated through court order to do something. That's how they had to get told by a judge. The minute they were mandated, they did something. Mm -hmm. Now, when we were sitting in our kitchen talking about how great parents we are and we're involved and we love our child and we want the best for them, they never once offered Mm -mm. to help in the way that they were mandated to help. Right. Why is the system that broken that you can't provide the services without the drama? Mm-hmm. Just provide the services. Yeah, with legal action. Why yeah. do we, we have to have legal action? But so that kind of takes us to, and Kim knows way more about this than I do, the insurance factor in all this, right? There is that whole system is set up differently. And we talked a little bit about previously how I think insurance and healthcare is set up for physical ailments, medical. right? Yeah. Medical ailments. You know, I got a bad heart. I have a broken arm, you know, we can give you a drug or we can, you know, put a cast on and, and they know the treatment length of time for these things. But when it comes to mental health, I don't know if, insurance is where (laughs) yeah it's well it's it's standard for everybody but everybody doesn't need a standard stay you know they're they're already dictating and i'm talking about insurance so insurance companies um are are just automatically gonna say five days you get five days no matter what and they don't know if that's enough time for whatever your issue is that's going on for what you need, you know, or, and you know, five to seven days is like the typical, that's all they're going to pay for. And that's why we call it short, uh, short term treatment, you know, in a hospital because it's, it's not funny, but it's almost like the joke that, you know, that's just what you're going to get. You can ask anybody that's had to do that. They know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, That's the way it's set up. So, when I had, you know, this really awesome uh, counselor um, up in Cleveland, actually, that specialized in the kind of care that Aiden needed, um, just as an outpatient counselor, you know, that was his ongoing therapy treatment, right? Saying he's really got some deep-seated things going on. He, he really needs, you know... Uh, long-term care. That's all we kept hearing. And he wasn't so just like, saying it. He, he wrote it down. Like, oh yeah. And we I were mean, giving it to people. Anybody yeah. who would like, you know, this professional who specializes in this is saying this about our son. What can we do? And they're yes. like, eh. yes. <laughs> I mean, to the point where even when we were in the court system, I mean, he was writing letters and really advocating for it. So, you know, this is before we had to go to court. I'm calling around just trying to find, because I've never experienced this before. Where are these facilities? What are these facilities? How do you get into them? How do you get admitted? How do you pay for it? And 
I called every place in Ohio and two other states, and they all said the same thing. They all said, you have to be on Medicaid or you have to pay out of pocket. They didn't even take private insurance. Not that they didn't take my private insurance. They took no private insurance. Like, what? Why is that? Why? And we were not, if you're not on Medicaid, then that's out the door. And that's why we were turning to children's services. You're a state agency. That's a state fund. You know, can you help in some way? No. Out of pocket? For some of these places, and you know, this is like an average, a thousand dollars a day, a day. So if you're staying there for a month, you're looking at a thirty thousand dollar payment, <laughs> you know. And yeah, you want to say, you know, oh, we'll try to do everything we can, but I, you know, I don't know that- how. Where are you getting a loan for that, or? you know, to even get the funding for that. So um, that's the predicament we were in, and that's caused by, <clears throat> you know, the, the I don't know why the mental health system doesn't take private insurance, or it's probably because the private insurance companies don't want to participate in that field, in that treatment. So I have to, I'm going to do some investigating on that and see which one it is. Or maybe you know. Um, someone yes. who's out there, you know, like, you know, why, why is that? Why is wh- it that way? Why is it that way? And, you know, comment here. We don't know. We <clears> just know that that was a barrier. It was a roadblock. We had to find a way over or around that barrier or roadblock. Yeah. Nobody ever gave me an answer why <laughs> I did try to call places like I called NAMI. I called, you know, that's the national um, organization or association for mental health, and every state has one. That's supposed to be like the go-to. They had no answers. They couldn't tell me what to do. Um, that's just the way it is. So, I mean, that's just an example of one of the places that yeah. I, I called for advice. So, yeah. So when I think it comes down to, you know, we we talked about these three broken systems, right? And there's you know, there's a lot of things that happen throughout this journey, right? That we're going to try to talk about in chronological order, starting with our next episode. But, um, you know, when you are a desperate parent trying to fix something, you know, or make someone feel better and you want to do everything that you possibly can, you know, to make that happen, and you running into a roadblock and a barrier at every turn. And it seems like everybody who's in the system to help, and I know this is a bad blanket statement, but everybody in the system that is there to help knows the rules and don't want to tell you the rules. Yep. <laughs> you know, And we have to figure out on our own how to get from point a to point z you know on our own and if it wasn't for a few like that social worker in the emergency room where we were at our wits end i mean people with some compassion yeah i don't know at that fork in the road what would have happened if we would have went the other way but giving us that advice extended a little bit 
the care and that we were able to provide. If it wasn't for this judge who <laughs> on many occasions kind of extended our court hearings because we were just, we, we weren't lawyered up. We walked into... We did it all by ourselves. We did it all by ourselves. And they're like, she's like, don't you want to go see a lawyer? And I'm like, every penny we got is going into whatever we can do to just get our son some long-term care. And if we put it to a lawyer, it's not going to go to his care. And for right now, it's going to his care. So we're going to try to do this on our own. And, you know, she was... She was not even a sitting judge elected at the time. She was filling in for somebody another who serendipitously, who, serendipitously <laughs> that another judge happened to be out. And this person came in mm-hmm. and this person had just enough empathy mm-hmm. to really help us in this journey. So, again, you know, I started this by saying we had a lot of things in this journey that were very low lows, Mm -hmm. but we had a couple people that really helped us. And we want to be some of those people to point out some of this stuff. If you're going through this now or have gone through it and, you know, or maybe advising somebody else or know, but somebody's going through this, I think we can offer some advice here. So Mm -hmm. I, I love the way that you said, we're just trying to make our son feel better, you know, we don't want to paint a negative connotation on the situation and events that happened. You know, when someone is feeling bad, you know, and it's your child, you want to help them. And that was our main goal is just get him better, you know? So that's, what we're doing here. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> That's why we're here. And we're going to start from the beginning on our next episode and just go through what happened, when it happened, how it happened, and start telling these stories. So thanks for being with us for this overview of everything. And we'll see you back on our next episode. Bye. Bye.